welcome to the ID Talk podcast. My name is Peter Counter, and I am the editor in chief of Fine Biometrics, the internet's leading source for biometrics news, interviews, and thought leadership. On this episode of ID Talk, I am pleased to present my recent conversation with Dado Cavazzi, co-founder of the innovative biometric blockchain company Humanode. Our interview begins with an overview of Humanode and how it solves the problem of Sybil attacks before digging into the way that biometrics and liveness detection factor into its system. We go on to recap the recently concluded Humanode conference, which set the stage for the Hack the Sybil hackathon currently underway with over $30,000 in prizes up for grabs. This is part one of a two-part series, so be sure to come back later this month when Dado and I reconvene to break down the results of the hackathon. For now, though, let's just get straight to the interview. Here is my conversation with Dado Cavazzi, co-founder of Humanode, right here on ID Talk. I am joined now by Dado Cavazzi, co-founder of Humanode. Dado, thank you so much for joining me today on ID Talk. Thank you for having me, Pierre. Uh, it's wonderful to be here and uh, spread some interesting thought around. <laughs> here, here. Well, let's start off uh, with uh, an introduction then. You know, Humanode, I think, is a fantastic combination of blockchain, liveness, and biometrics, which is why we're happy to have you here on the podcast. I think you enable some potentially groundbreaking government applications in particular. So my first question is, what is the background of Humanode and what do you hope to achieve? You know, Peter, um, the problem that Humanode is trying to solve has been around for quite a long time. Uh, you know, civil resistance of the internet, and uh, I don't know if I should explain what civil resistance is to um, biometric listeners uh, here. Yeah, I think it's maybe worth a little bit of a review. I mean, in, in general, overall, it's um, the problem of having a single user make multiple accounts or instances in which to influence. Yeah, well, um, um, I, I would more commonly say this, like any kind of adversary mm -hmm. gaining any kind of benefits in a rating system by spawning multiple bots accounts mm -hmm. so yeah uh, if we understand it from this uh, you know common uh, perspective then we could talk a lot of uh, different kinds of civil attacks that exist and um, uh, we're not only talking about like identity right we're also talking about like other uh, methods of authentication uh, such as like ordinary through login and password and the ways people uh, try to attack the rating systems of the different services out there. Uh, you can take into consideration any social media. So um, civil resistance was a major issue for a long time, since the 80s, actually, when um, even for centralized and decentralized systems. And the problem was pretty clear. Uh, if you want to have a decentralized system that needs to somehow cooperate and update itself and not just play by the rules that already exists. You need a, a governance tool <laughs> because mm -hmm. a govern, governing tool is the way you actually communicate. It's like uh, you can create a decentralized system and use it, um, but 
the change, the updates necessary, uh, you know, uh, research and development cannot be coordinated without a governing tool. And this is where problem arises, uh, really. Um, and people were trying to solve it for a long time. Uh, you know, you know, uh, basically the whole point of uh, blockchain is civil resistance uh, based on mining equipment uh, or money directly. Mm -hmm. which is basically uh, a pro-work and pro-stake systems. And uh, 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 I don't know like whether we, uh, this, our listeners know this, but like uh, uh, we, we have a, a research institution named Paradigm. Uh, uh, my uh, my co-founder at Human, I was Victor, and I established this uh, research uh, foundation and um, like seven, eight years ago, and we were like following different technologies out there. And uh, the problem resistance was coming around because there are also other parties in the market uh, and of course on other technological fields which try to solve this problem many, many different ways. Uh, like biometrics are um, of course the approach that we are taking, um, but there were many other approaches such as social vouching, um, machine learning, trying to distinguish bots and people Etc. Actually, like <laughs> machine learning in in a different way, not through like um, a biometric one, uh, based on uh, like uh, relations between those people and their uh, digital info and metadata goes around the network. There are many approaches. So human note uh, was born on the idea that uh, liveness detection uh, that already exists and has. Uh, you know, gone through a very long period of um, evolution and, and precision growth. Uh, we can use it in a private and decentralized way to create a, a net network, uh, not, not justifiably like financial one, but a verification network, like a layer of verification based on um, human existence and uniqueness, which is supported by biometrics in a private and decentralized way. So here I managed to tell you how we came to uh, this idea and well, what path we have taken and why. And can you tell me a little bit more about how biometrics uh, fit in to the human node equation? So talking about biometrics, mm -hmm. uh, I cannot mention, um, our biggest partners, uh, Facetech, mm -hmm. which are purely responsible for the uh, network, like neural network that delivers the precision of uh, search and matching operations and liveness detection. And those guys have done so much for uh, biometric market and you know biometric research and even scientific field in in terms of. Uh, biometric authentication as no one had because, well, they've done a very uh, big precision leap, the, uh, a tremendous one even compared to what was around um, like five, six years ago. And you see um, in biometric uh, social matching operations and line detection, uh, Precision is a very important point. Like you have a false acceptance rate. It's like how many times uh, per uh, number of attempts 
your system might fail for uh, numerous reasons. And uh, well, even five, six years ago, the precision just was not there to even think about creating um, a properly decentralized network as not a lot of people would be able to participate in it uh, and authenticate itself so that the probability of spoofing an, an identity was low. <laughs> but I guess to understand this sentence, we have to delve into uh, uh, other details. But yes, Facetech is uh, the one providing the uh, neural network uh, model that does search and match comparisons. And what we do in human node is like, we develop a blockchain system that is based on the proof provided by this neural network. And uh, we make it private and decentralized at the same time. Meaning that um, no one, not a single party, but the network knows the info that goes in and is able to kind of match keys that are connected with your biometrics to uh, know that this is you. And basically the second thing it does, um, it makes the storage of data decentralized. There's like a very common uh, problem of honeypot is just gone. Um, that data is uh, you know, stored in a decentralized manner across multiple servers in a trusted computation environment. This is uh, what we do, uh, technologically speaking, to uh, uh, the biometrics provided by Facetech. Yeah, fantastic. And we, I mean, we we uh, have had Facetech on the podcast a, a few times before, and they definitely are involved in our events. And uh, and it, you know, just to underline and remind our listeners, you know, in terms of their liveness, they're really sort of a pioneer um, and have an ongoing spoof bounty, which is, you know, when it comes to what human is trying to achieve, I feel like it's a, a pretty perfect pairing, <laughs> personally. So. Um, that's great. Uh, Humanode, just last week, uh, as we're recording this, um, concluded its first conference. Uh, what were some highlights? Most importantly, um, I, I think that most of the lectures um, there were about the governance, of course, now because uh, um, there are a lot of ways you can utilize uh, decentralized biometric technology, but governing tools is uh, a very like uh, common issue in the networks out there. So um, we were focused on like one person, one vote, uh, decentralized autonomous organizations, they're called. That's when you're trying to establish a governance in a decentralized network uh, and like give out votes based on biometric authentication, rather the amount of uh, tokens or coins of some network you have, which is a common practice. And then immediately after your conference, you launched the Hack the Sybil Hackathon. Uh, how is that hackathon going to work? And what are you hoping to see from participants? Uh, this hackathon is like a, a first gateway for um, direct like a search and matching and linearization operations in the decentralized and centralized way for the builders on a blockchain network. So it's like, you're able to uh, make any kind of um, uh, like decentralized applications, uh, DeFi, uh, gamify, it's like uh, games on blockchain, like a lot of services that are like um, require some kind of civil resistance um, 
there are actually a lot of tracks. Uh, they begin on the protocol level uh, as well, because basically uh, when we started doing this, the blockchain itself, um, it, it just didn't know uh, um, like how to easy explain. Um, imagine it's a railway, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the rails are completely different. <laughs> Right. It's a capital-based, it's mining-based, hash-based. So there's, we had to uh, change the protocol to build a, a like biometric authentication railway, so to speak, mm -hmm. so that it knew what to interact with. And there's also like um, a track for that. Um, right now, there's a, a 35K plus price pool for uh, guys participating in it. Um, and... Yeah, we're, we're already seeing like uh, some services as like biometrically authenticated uh, bookstore. Oh, <laughs> cool. this, yes, something something like this. Um, or and like the economy of the bookstore itself is token based and uh, like it's it's all very, very interesting. So, yeah, yeah. That, that's really fan. That's really fascinating. And I, I love to hear like get a little preview of, of what you're starting to see there because yeah, seeing that practical application of an e-retail solution um, that you're that you're helping protect is that's really great in terms of grounding this technology. Uh, you mentioned the biometrics-based tracks in the hackathon. What sort of criteria are you going to be uh, judging the entries by in this category? Um. We would say that we always look at how neatly the code is done, but, uh -huh. <laughs> you know, hackathon is, in hackathon, you should look at just how it works, not, not about the organization and stuff, because it's a limited, like, venue, you know, you get, you don't have much time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although right. we, although we are, like, doing it for two weeks still for people that are working constantly, well, that's still not really much time. But um, basically what we uh, really look at, at is the... Um, level of the application of uh, the code base that we have. Uh, we also look at the, the quality and the speed of how it was done because you have to not just measure the, um, you know, what, like the goal that they had and how it works, but also how the work was done itself. And of course, um, I would say it's uh, quite arbitrary, but uh, we measure the uh, application of the service that is built, right? So. Uh, how uh, deep was the interaction with, uh, with the trusted computation environment and obfuscation of um, identities? Do they do KYC? Are, they, are, are their identities pseudonymous? Um, how does uh, the query of uh, different variables uh, happen? How they're matched against one another? Like a lot of uh, technical criteria, criteria exist as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot there, but that's also really exciting. I mean, just being able to I just like I can just imagine some of the breadth of it um you know I hadn't even thought of a biometric authenticated bookstore until until now and I think that that's like just you know one one taste of what could come out of it and and uh and you know you mentioned all of these additional benefits like pseudonymous identity and uh and whatnot and so I'm yeah I'm very excited to see uh, what comes out of this I believe on June 16th there is a demo day of uh, the hackathon uh, entries, um, is that going to be something people can tune into? And if so, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Hopefully, we'll have some uh, applications running. Uh, 
Actually, some guys are also trying to, uh, well, they're trying right now to assemble a decentralized exchange even uh, that works solely on like um, nodes uh, verified by biometrics. And oh, wow. well, yeah, we're looking to it. And I mean, we're going to be deciding um, on June 16 after the demonstration day uh, whether to prolong or uh, halt the um, hackathon itself. Because sometimes people just start building something really cool shows up right yeah and uh, they won't want to get some time for like a higher price pool or something and well i mean uh, weeks like it would be cool if something uh, of real value is born there so that uh, like we have sponsors attending uh this uh, you know venue and they're constantly looking at what is being built so maybe people could just convert directly into uh, projects on top of human health uh, yeah, that would be really awesome. That would be very cool. Very cool to see. <laughs> Great. Well, that's, that's, yeah, that's why we're pro prolonging if it's, uh, it's if it's possible. Awesome. That would be really cool. Well, you know, stay tuned for that, everybody. And now uh, we're going to have a part two of this interview uh, after the results of the hackathon are announced. But in the meantime, how can our listeners learn more about Humanode? Um. Actually, I suggest starting from um, learning more about the civil resistance and civil attacks, right? And why, well, uh, you know, Web3 is a thing that appeared not so long ago because of the decentralized web, but many like, uh, well, four, four, teller, four tellers of Web3 said that Web3 without a, like, civil resistance is, uh, is not web, really Web3. Uh, it's all still centralized. And... Um, yeah, I mean, how a civil resistant internet will change the way we interact with one another. That's what I would like you to research, not human node. Human node is just a, well, a project that is building on that idea. This idea is much bigger than any company. So yeah, guys, read into it and build the internet of the future for all of us and save us from corporations, please. <laughs> well, that's a really, that's a, that's the, the, the humblest uh, and most hopeful answer. <laughs> I think I've ever had to that final question. So yeah, everybody, uh, I'll put some some Sybil research notes in the uh, in the show notes you can click on to learn more about this. Uh, and fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Dado. It's really been a pleasure talking with you. And uh, I'm really looking forward to catching up with you once the hackathon winners are announced. Yeah, thank you once again for having me here. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you as well. And I hope I brought in some new thought around here. And well, I've done my part. Now it's on you. <laughs> you definitely did. <laughs> Great. And so concludes my interview with Dado Kavazi, co-founder of Humanode. Learn more about the topics we discussed today by visiting humanode.io and check out the links in the show notes. And for everything else biometrics and identity, stay posted to findbiometrics.com. I would like to thank Dado again for joining me on this episode. Our podcast theme music is by Logamrad. I have been your host, Peter Counter. Thank you for listening to the ID Talk podcast. Mm -hmm.